Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you all to a live Q&A with yours truly. I love doing these live Q&A, so, um, so I'm excited. So I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come into me live. But for those who's watching me right now later, just want to say thank you all so much for watching. If this is your very first time, I want to say, um, uh, what do I usually say? Uh, thank you for watching. My name is Joshua, as you also know as Coach Josh. And my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's use. So after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe. I would love to have you be a part of my community here online and to be a coach here online. But if you've been watching for a long time and, and you've been subscribed for years or just for days, I want to say thank you so much for your support. However you support um, is greatly appreciated. But as everyone come in live, let me know where you're watching from, city, state, all that good stuff. Whitney, what's going on? You doing all right? And so I won't be on here too long because I want to do a little uh, live Q&A on Instagram as well. And so I'm going to give you all an opportunity to type your questions in and I look forward to serving you all. Lilo, Alilo27, what's going on? Hope you're well. Uh, Whitney, oh, hey, oh, another Whitney. Hey, thank you for watching. Hi, Christina Stubbs. Hey, Coach Bahamas here. Thank you so much for watching for the Bahamas. Really appreciate it. So I'm gonna give y'all an opportunity to come on in and I look forward to serving you all today. Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, Biz Brain, Biz, Briz Bain, Australia. Thank you for watching from Australia. Andrew Howie, what's up, Coach Philadelphia? Thank you for watching from Philly. Corey Totten, hey coach from Pennsylvania. Thank you for watching. Charleston in the building. Tyanga, please forgive me if I, uh, Tyangela. Thank you for watching from Charleston, South Carolina. Nate says, what's up, coach? God bless. God bless you too. My brother from New York. What's up, big time? Hope you well, family. Uh, from Panama, we got Panama in the building. Uh-oh, uh-oh, lost my track. Renee, hey coach Josh, watching from Wake Forest, North Carolina. What's up, neighbor? Like a good neighbor. Coach Josh is there. Nate, what's going on from Panama? Man, what's wrong with all my chat? Oh, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, Ryan, Boston, Massachusetts. Jojo, uh, Jojo Davis. What's up, Josh? How do I become thankful for the struggle time? Great question. Um, in order to have success, in order to have success, you got to have struggle. In order to have a time of success, you must have time of struggle. There are secrets in the struggle. That's why the word of God says in James, counted all joy. When you go through various trials, knowing this is the testing of your faith produces patience. And when the patient has had her perfect work, you will be complete, whole, lacking in nothing. That scripture is layered. So let me minister uh, to you through that scripture. The reason why we must count all joy is because that no matter where we are, we should know that God's there. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy is the only emotion. Joy is the only force that will strengthen us through tough times. Therefore, we should count it all joy when we meet. So the issue is many of us, we wait till we're in the midst of a trial to figure out why we're there, right? But we should count our joy when we meet various trials. I mean, it's going to be different types of trials you're going to face in life. I call these modules. I call these training modules. These, these seasons or periods of time um, has secrets in them that will mature you for the next phase. See, life is a journey. Life is a process. Life has a goal by which we live to fulfill, right? And in order for us to be um, the stewards God wants us to be, in order for us to be um, the mature individual we need to be, we have to go through various trials so that when we go through a, a different phase of life, we will be strengthened for it. Like I always give the analogy, the reason why companies give you trial periods so that you can become familiar with their products. So when you are a paid customer, you are able to um, be familiar with it. So they want you to taste the product 
test the product, engage the product. So when you actually become a, a member of the product, you are familiar with it, right? So in order for us to be familiar with the struggles of marriage or familiar with the uh, uh, modules of marriage or to be familiar with the next level, right? We have to go through what's familiar the next level in this level so that it will be a smooth transition into that level. And many of us, the reason why we're not going to be, uh, or the reason why many people are not successful in certain seasons or areas of life, or they never reach those areas of life is because they're not willing to go through the struggle. So we have to count it all joy, knowing that God will utilize any season to make us seasoned, that he will utilize any season to make us seasoned individuals that's able to preserve the next level. That's why God said we have to be salt and light. And I'm going to focus on the salt part, that we have to be seasoned through seasons so that we can preserve. I'm so thankful for the struggles of my singleness because now I am built and salty enough to preserve in my marriage or to preserve my wife and eventually my children and to preserve this level of ministry because of the struggle, right? So it says, count it all joy when you meet various trials, knowing this. In order for me, you to enjoy, not necessarily enjoy, but to endure this season, you have to know the purpose of this trial. The purpose of this trial is this. Count it all joy when you go through various trials or meet various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces patience. Now, your faith must be tested because faith is force. Faith is stability. Faith is foundational, meaning that I have to have my faith tested because if you can't have the faith to endure this level, you're not going to have the faith to endure that level. That's why we have to have foresight, foreknowledge. We have to look 20 years down the road. And when you look that far down, it will make sense what you're going through right now. Right? But the issue is many of us are too short-sighted. Therefore, we only feel the pain and how it's affecting us right now versus how this pain will help us gain later. Right. So I count it all joy because I know God is there. And if God is there, his, his joy will strengthen me through the various trials. And when I know that my faith must be tested, then I will be patient because faith, when it's tested, produces patience. And when patience has had us per, per perfect work, we will be whole, complete, lacking in nothing. I endeavor to be whole. Whole doesn't mean perfect. It means healthy. Whole doesn't mean perfect. It means um, mature. So when I'm whole, I am mature enough to handle the next level, whole, complete, meaning that I don't need anything in his life to make me to be to make me feel valued because I'm completed in Christ and where I lack nothing. I'm so engaged with God that no matter what happens in my marriage, I lack nothing for it because I am a resource by which the Holy Spirit flows love through, joy through, brings peace among. So I lack nothing because I'm connected to everything. So how to be thankful during struggle time is to understand in order for me to be seasoned and able to preserve the next seasons of my life, I have to go through struggle. In those struggles, there are secrets. The secrets is for me to be the individual I need to be. So I count it all joy because I know that everything working together for my good, especially when my heart loves God and I'm willing to be a part of his purpose, right? So that's how you could be thankful through struggle time, knowing that God will use the struggle for your success. So I hope that helped family. George Falcon Jr. says, hey coach, uh, from Camp Pendleton, California. Thank you for watching. Deborah's watching from uh, 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 Reading, Pennsylvania. Thank you. 
George Falcon says, for years, my petition has been to be filled by the Holy Spirit and see his glory. Great, great, great. That's good. Although I still have faith, I often wonder when it will be my turn. Don't want to live off others' experiences. Great question. <clears throat> um, let me see if you have a part two anywhere. Okay, I don't see a part two. Um, for years, my petition has been to be filled by the Holy Spirit and see his glory. Although I still have faith, I often wonder when it will be my turn. Let me tell you this. It's, it's going to happen. Um, just experience the Holy Spirit is not about experiences. Um, and what I mean by that is I don't want you to only limit the Holy Spirit to particular experiences that you may have um, seen in the lives of other believers, right? Um, because you're experiencing the Holy Spirit's guiding. You experience, I'm pretty sure you have experienced the Holy Spirit's um, um, warning, leading, guiding. See, the, the probably the less uh, uh, exciting aspects of him, right? And so you're you're are you are God's glory. And what I mean by that, the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in you is producing glory for God. I don't necessarily uh have a bunch of of, of electric encounters or encounters with the Holy Spirit that's uh, uh boisterous, if that makes sense. Um, and but because sometimes we uh have made these experiences so grand that people have envied other people's experiences because of the frequency that they have expressed. But not all expressions of the Holy Spirit was the Holy Spirit. Some of it is just emotion. Some of it is just church, right? Quote unquote, right? And so what I don't want to happen that you become so. Why haven't I experienced this? in these services and all this kind of stuff, because some of these services probably wasn't um, 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 endorsed and flowed through by the Holy Spirit, but enjoy the fact or uh, embrace the fact that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, that God is getting the glory and will get the glory in a greater way from your life. And the best experience is obedience and getting to know him in, in, in his totality so that you will be able to see, I do experience the Holy Spirit. I am filled and I don't have to necessarily have all these experiences all the time in order for me to feel like I'm a mature Christian, if that makes sense. So don't wonder when it would be your turn for, I'm guessing, the, the electric, the, the, the boisterous feeling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, I think the more experience, the more you engage with him, the better and the more connected you will be with the experiences with him uh, versus looking for the, uh, uh, um, the, 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 the big experience of the Holy Spirit. Hope that helped, fam. Whitney. Laugh a lot like that, like a good neighbor coaches all. Listen, like a good neighbor coaches there. That's who I am, fam. Joe RC, just here to say hi. Thank you for saying hi. I really appreciate that. Christina Stubbs says, what advice do you give to someone walking through a season of suffering? Great question. The person is a believer and knows that God is with them, but chronic pain has been getting them down lately. Well, this is the advice I would give them. There, there are certain checkpoints an individual has to... Uh, examined when they're going through certain things. A person can be in love with God. A person may uh, appreciate God, but they may have poor habits, poor life habits, right? Um, uh, usually chronic pain comes from one of three lanes. Um, uh, one of these lanes either comes through oppression, it comes through suppression, or it comes through impression. This is off the top of the dome, so flow with me. It comes through, with, oh man, it was so good, I forgot through. It comes from Oppression, suppression, impression. 
oppression. Um, some people's chronic pain just comes from demonic oppression. That if you get to the root of it and that individual is bound by a devil, you notice in the, in the gospel of Jesus, once he cast a demon out of the individual, the pain left, the spirit of infirmity, uh, uh, uh it can be a chronic, uh, demonic spirit that, uh, that, that, that goes after um, believers or go after individuals to get them in chronic pain to keep them from really flowing in the things of God. It could be suppression. Individuals who have been wounded in their past, they have unforgiveness, suppressed feelings of unforgiveness, resentment, etc. That's causing their body to be unbalanced, causing disease. And so it could be suppression um, through certain wounds and toxic buildup inside of their soul that's causing chronic pain. They may love God. They may want to uh, engage God, but they haven't allowed the spirit of God to lead them to the root reason uh, of why they're in pain, whether it's unforgiveness uh, um, um, and stuff like that, low self-esteem, etc. Impression could be just people just uh, uh, working too hard to try to impress people. They're, they're doing too much. They're doing everything. And by them uh, doing everything and being in a place of burnout, they're not able to earn out and it causes chronic pain. So her chronic pain could be because of demonic oppression. Demonic, uh, 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 her chronic pain could be because of emotional suppression and, or, or her pain could be due to the need to for impression. And those three things, maybe more, could be the reason um, uh, why she's in chronic pain. And sometimes that suppression leads to depression and, and it causes deep uh, 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 toxic pains. Or it could be, number four, digestion. Uh, a lot of people's issues is based upon how they treat their gut. And that's one thing I learned in the last three years or so. That, that That's why they say trust your gut. Actually, there are certain doctors and scientists that say that your gut is a better brain than your brain. And how you treat your gut would de determine how you succeed in life. So uh, have her examine oppression. Is she being oppressed by a demon? And, and, uh, and chronically uh, wounded or hurt by that. Ask her, is it the suppression of certain emotions that's leading to depression? Ask yourself, is she in a place of trying to impress that she's in a place of burnout and she didn't take care of her body? Or could it be digestion, that, that she's eating certain things that's just not aiding her and is hurting her? And so once you, through prayer or her through prayer, uh, engage the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will then reveal one of the four ways, if not others, um, that may be the root cause to a chronic pain. And so I hope that helped anyone else that's watching too. Check your diet, check your need, check your uh, work at work um, exhaustion levels, check your uh, suppression of emotions, whether it leads to depression or check whether or not you've been demonically oppressed. And I may do a video on that to bring a little bit more clarity and how we can find freedom in those areas. So great question. Whitney, Brooklyn in the house. Lilo27 says, hey, coach, I've never dated seriously before. How do I know if the guy I am dating is doing it right? How long should we date? Do I just need to be patient and go with the flow? Um, the only flow you go with is the Holy Ghost flow. And what I mean by that is being led by the Spirit, because the Spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth, right? So let's break down your question in, later, later, level, uh, in layers, right? So, hey, coach, I've never dated seriously before. Okay, great. Because dating is a waste of time. I think individuals should be dating God and dating themselves so they can be dateable. Because being dateable means I have to date all the years of my life. Dating is just not a period of time. I have to continue to date my wife. That means a particular time and a place for us to get together, get uh, increase our bond, et cetera, et cetera. So, 
That's why I tell a lot of single individuals that you got to make sure you date God. You got to date God. And what I mean by dating God, I'm not trying to get you into no cuckoo cult-like mindset. But what I mean is setting time with God to get to know him for you to get to know yourself. Dating God means, hey, at this time, I'm just going to vibe with him. At this time, I'm going to create with him, brainstorm. I'm going to pick days and times where me and God can fellowship. And from that fellowship, all my relationships can sail correctly, right? And from dating God, now I learn to date myself, meaning that I treat myself well. Because how well will you treat um, your, your spouse or the next phase of your life if you're not well? We got to make sure that we are wells where sweet water comes through so that when people drink from our lives, it's not toxic, acidic water, but it's alkaline bringing balance to their system, right? So in order for me to be dateable for someone else for the rest of our lives in the marital form, I got to make sure I have dated God, dated myself so that I am equipped to be dateable, right? So when you understand that flow of dating, then you will begin to say, okay, if is the person that I'm dating right now uh, uh, um, something I settled for or, or I'm not going to be successful with, right? Because some people are good people and that you are are, are compatible, but y'all are not uh, uh, meant to be together. So I've never dated seriously before. And I also want to make sure I let people know just because you haven't dated doesn't mean you have to learn how to be a, 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 a person in a relationship through dating. Through dating God and dating yourself, you will learn the intangible, intangible things that will make you successful in dating. You says, how do I know if the guy I am dating is doing it right? That's why dating God and dating yourself is essential. Because when you date God, you will know God and you will know God to the point to where you will know what's of God. And when you know what's of God, then you can dictate if this man is a man of God. But how can you know if this man is of God and doing things of God correctly if you don't know God, right? And so you'll know if he's doing things right because an individual who, who fears God will reverence you. The level of a man's reverence will determine the level of reverence he has for you and vice versa. So that's why the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. In order for a man to lead you wisely, he has to first fear God. The level of reverence he has for God will determine the level of reverence he has for you. Same thing for you, fellas. The level of reverence a woman has for God will determine the level of reverence or respect she gives you, right? So that's why it's important to get to know God, fellas and ladies, so that you'll know what's of God. Um, and things that's of God uh, is godly in character and in deed, right? So how do I know if the guy I'm dating is doing it right? You will know based upon how much you engage God, right? But there's also just basic, it, it, since you're in the situation now, there's some biblical things to, to look at. Um, what's his respect level towards God? Um, how does how what how what 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 does his eyes latch on? Um, how does he treat you? And the thing about it is, you can't you need God's confirmation because before you start dating ser even more seriously, you got to make sure it's confirmed by God. The one thing that I am grateful for about my marriage, but beyond anything in my marriage, is the fact that God confirmed her. So it doesn't matter what goes on in our marriage. It doesn't matter what the vibes or feelings is. I know for a fact God confirmed her. So I know for a fact that I ain't going to mess this up and I'm not going to stress this up or allow this to be stressed up because I know God confirmed it. Right. And that's essential so that you won't be wasting time. Right. So how do I know if, if the guy I am dating is doing it right? You know, when you are uh, 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 when you know God. Right. So how long should we date? Well. Time is time is life. 
I tell people you spell time, L-I-F-E, right? So the length of the time is based upon the confirmation of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing I need for you to do, uh, Lilo or Lilo, is to say, you know what? Um, I need to think through this relationship. I need to take time to process uh, because I don't want to waste my time with someone and then push my time with the one further back because now I'm dating someone. I became emotionally involved, physically involved, potentially spiritually involved by going to the same church. And then if this person has proven not to be the one and we break up, now I have to go through another long series, uh, period of healing, which then pushes me further back. And I don't think people realize that, that the more you waste time with the wrong one, you pushing time back from away from the right one, right? So that's why you don't have time to be with the wrong one. So what you need to do right now is say, I'm going to take time to pray, seek God. What I would do for you, young lady, this is my advice. This is what I would do. I will go to the young man and say, hey, I, I this, is a, this is awesome. I really enjoy what we have. But in order for me to enjoy what we have for a long period of time, I got to make sure this came from God. So what should we do? Well, you know what we should do right now? We should take two weeks off, just two weeks where we don't text, we don't talk, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't get tangled together in any kind of way. And I need you to go pray and I'm going to go pray. And at the end of the two weeks, we'll know if we're meant to be together, right? His response to that will let you know everything. First off, well, I ain't going to go that far because no man is perfect because a lot of men are learning how to lead. Okay. So I'm not saying they're going to say this how because we don't, uh, good guys are growing at different, different levels. Right. But, but his response to that will determine if he's right with God. If he respects God, he'll be, oh, I respect that. Yo, let's do that. Or you'll be surprised. While you pray tonight, the Holy Spirit may lead him in his heart to have that conversation with you, right? So what I would do is say, hey, we need two weeks off. Uh, I need to go seek God. I need you to go seek God. And I want to make sure we got this right. Because as a woman, you need that stability from eternity. You need that stability from some, from, from someone greater than him so that you'll know this is the man God gave me. And what you need to do in that period of time is go to God and vent, go to God and repent. And go to God to see if he was sent by him, right? So what I mean, go vent, vent your emotions. Oh, God, you know, I really like him. You know, all that kind of stuff. I really want to be get vent. Get those, get those feelings out so those feelings won't be used against you in the productivity the next two weeks. Vent to God and be like, I, I love him. I like him. But God, I, I love you more. And, and I repent if I did this the wrong way. Renew my mind in any area that will help me um, to not be in hysteria uh, and in my emotions when I miss him. Vent and repent and then ask God, hey, it was he sent from you. And then and don't wait. Don't wait that night because God might not tell you what you need to do is just say, OK, I believe that I receive from God. I believe that I hear from God and say, I know I hear from God and God, you will let me know and you will let him know and walk in faith in that. Venting and repenting helps you with that because you got the emotions out the way. And then when your emotions try to creep in because you miss him or whatever, go right fight it with your knowledge of the things of God and say, hey, I believe I hear from God and God will let us know because it's better to take two weeks off to find out than to waste two years of your life and then you fall, y'all fall out later. I Do I just need to be patient and go with the flow? You don't have time to be patient with the wrong patient. Um, you don't have time to be patient with something that wasn't meant to be with you. Go with the flow of the Holy Spirit and you'll know eventually. Corey Todd says, how do I focus on Jesus and not on my circumstances? My circumstances are making me sad, frustrated and angry, etc. How do I receive the peace and joy of Jesus? Great question. Um, the Bible says in Philippians, uh, um, uh, man, uh, give me one second. 
Oh, let me find it. Philippians, I know it. It's just just having a brain situation right now. Uh, and the peace of God. I know sometimes it's the, the first part that give me tongue tied. Uh, here we go. Uh, so Philippians 4. One second. Uh oh, here we go. And once I get the first part, it's a wrap. Uh, uh, let's see. That's the wrong version. Give me one second, y'all. <clears throat> oh, do not be anxious about anything. But with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus, right? So let's get to your question. How do I focus on Jesus and not my circumstances? Uh, my circumstances are making me sad, frustrated, angry, etc. How do I receive the peace and joy of Jesus? Well, peace comes from perspective. So in order to have peace, you got to find the right perspective, meaning this. How did I get in this circumstance? So the issue is, if I got in this circumstances due to my poor choices, then all I got to do is reverse the bad habits, reverse the bad choices, so my circumstances will change, right? Now, if I'm in the circumstances because it's just life, then I have to realize, like I told the other brother before, sister before, about counting it all joy, right? So you focus on Jesus by embracing Jesus through his spirit and his interaction with you in the moment, right? And knowing that he will utilize this for his glory and that as I go through these circumstances, then I will end up being and having the perfect stances. Perfect stances are important because they're foundational. If I have good footwork, if I have good balance, I can be successful in any sport, right? And so circumstances helps with your particular stances in life, how you will stand as a man, how you will stand as a husband. How you will stand as a woman, how you will stand as a wife for those who are watching, right? And so these circumstances are built to help build your stances so that you will be able to stand firm and weather any storm, right? So how do you focus on Jesus knowing that if I'm in this circumstance because of life or because of God, that God will you or do due to my poor decisions, that all of these things will be used for his glory. That's why in this situation, Press in even more. Talk to him even more. Go deeper in your reading. Get deeper in your disciplines so that when you begin to find the secrets of the circumstances and these struggles, then in the future, you will begin to have strength in your knees, strength in your calves, strength in your quads and hams so that you will be able to stand, right? So your circumstances are make you sad. The thing is, uh, you reverse the negative emotion through the positive emotion of God's present help in that time of trouble. Then that joy of God, because you recognize the presence of God and you are engaging the presence of God, will then begin to strengthen you. And then you will begin to have the Holy Spirit foreknowledge of the reason of this season, which will then help you embrace it even more and be strengthened by it. The devil wants you to become negatively, uh, have negative emotions from these circumstances so that these will cause unnecessary pains in your body or in your mind. You must reverse this with intentionality, with taking initiative mentally, immersing yourself in God's word, meditate on it so that you can have the fortitude and the faith so that you will have the emotions, the right emotions to counteract the negatives. So Focusing on Jesus, it can be Christianese or it could be metaphoric, but you have to really focus on his present help 
in this time of trouble so that the Holy Spirit can give you the wisdom and the understanding so that you can stand under anything without wavering, right? So if you're feeling sad, let's look at the sadness. Um, you reverse sadness with gladness. No matter what circumstance you're in, there's gratitude there. There's always, no matter what you're going through right now, there is something to be grateful for. That's why the Bible says uh, in prayer with uh, uh, um, uh, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, I have to, with my prayers and my pains and my petitions, I got to couple with that with gratitude and thankfulness so that uh, that gratitude can reverse all negative attitudes so that I won't have no issues in my body, right? So you gotta reverse sadness with gladness, meaning find 10 things to be grateful for. I don't care if you in a wheelchair with no legs, one arm, 12 toes. I don't care what you got right now. You are not, your eyes didn't wake up in hell. I don't care how bad life is. It's better than anyone in hell right now. Your life right now is better than any billionaire that went to hell yesterday. So what I'm saying is there's always something to be grateful for. And then you can reverse that sadness with gladness. Find a song. What got me through the wrongs of life is the songs of the God, <clears throat> the songs of life, the songs where that, that got me through singing praises in the midst. It confuses the enemy. And you have to utilize your gladness as a tool of warfare to defeat the sadness. And you're going to be sad. The Bible says be angry and sin not. That can go with any other natural human emotion. Be sad, but sin not. So don't allow sadness to go into sin, right? So if you're frustrated, frustration comes with a lack of focus. Frustration comes with something's blocking focus. So what you do is in this season, uh, even in Mr. Circumstances, what also helped me was just focusing on my gift. I started writing books. That what's got me over the frustration because frustration um gets in the way. And what you do is okay, instead of me being frustrated, I'm gonna find out what could I produce in this season, right? And then when you get angry, ask yourself why are you angry. Because sometimes the, our anger comes from our uh, uh, us being upset with God allowing this to happen or us being upset with God wondering why this has happened. So we got to check the root of our anger. Reverse your sadness with gladness. Focus on something productive through, uh, when frustrated. Channel that frustrated energy into uh, fruitful energy where you're actually producing and creating something. And then check the root of your anger to make sure that you're not uh, uh, mad at God because you wish you had this by now and you're building up toxic emotions against God toxic emotions against yourself because you're mad at you or toxic emotions with other people. You got to find the root of your anger. Why are you mad about the circumstance? And, and, and from that, give that over to God and God will give you the right emotions. I love you all. I got to go. I'm going to head over to Instagram real quick to serve over there. Um, what's up, Andrew? Oh, man. So, <sighs> Holy Spirit told me to answer Renee's and I'm done. And after that, I'm going to go to Instagram. So Renee says, how do you continue to stay on fire for Jesus during the good times? Woo, see, that's why the Holy Spirit wanted me to get this question. Because it's the it's the opposite of two or three of the questions we received tonight. So Holy Spirit, I, I appreciate that. How do you continue to stay on fire for Jesus during the good times? This is good. I feel like I get closer to God in my struggle season. I want to keep that same energy. I want to keep that fire burning through all seasons, good and bad. Great question. Oftentimes we lose our fire for God when, when things are good. 
And usually a lot of the failures of believers happen when they have success. And sometimes God puts a cap on us because he knows that too much good will lead us to some bad, right? So how do you continue to stay on fire for Jesus? It's realizing that there is still parts of him, of him you don't know. What keeps me on fire for God is, is getting to know God in, a, in another way, in a deeper way. Uh, the curiosity of his attributes. So what I will do is I will, I will study attributes of God that you're not familiar with. Um, getting to know him in a different way. How do you keep your fire for Jesus going even the good times? Is to still recognize how good he is in the good times. That's what keep your fire going. It's like, God, you keeping, you still faithful to me? Um, um, rejoicing at all the good things. Um, um, really uh, deeply engage the currencies you're in to recognize even the greater good. Um, the best way to keep the fire going is just gratitude. Having gratitude, your attitude, always being in a thankful mode, always being a grateful mode, right? So that you can sustain that fire and you will be like the wise five virgins that kept oil in their lamps. That oil, you have to keep the oil going. A car, a car can last as long as the oil changes. The more you keep the oil in there, the more you keep the fervor in there, the more you keep the discipline there. Because the issue with us is that when our desires have been met, our fires have been put out. But when you turn your desire into discipline and you realize that you are a soldier that continues to need training and continues to engage with God, because good times last always, but there are certain trials that comes along the way. And I have to keep that fire going. So I don't uh, lose it, and then I uh, uh, and don't have no uh, uh, um, foreknowledge of how to use it in the next phase, right? So she says, "I feel like I get closer to God in my struggles, and that's natural. Usually, struggle brings us close together because there's a fight. But but real champions continue winning because of their mindset." So true champions, true soldiers of God, understand that they're still in the battle. See, see, the issue is we get so comfortable after a fight and we think, oh, all things will be all right. No, things may be all right for a season, but there will be a fight season coming up. So a person that has the right mindset says, I don't just want one championship. I want many championships and I got to keep myself sharp. I got to keep myself crisp. I got to keep myself focused. I got to keep myself going. And that means I have to continuously engage with the trainer. And as I continue to engage with the trainer, I keep my fervency. I keep my fire because I know that there's going to be a fire. I got to be used as God's water to put out in the future. And their fights will be here. That's why the Bible says no soldier entangles themselves with civilian affairs for their joy or for they know they are for their joy is to please the one that enlisted them. So if you always know that your whole life has to be used for God's glory, that your whole life has to be disciplined and, and, and shaped and molded to be able to be the soldier you need to be, then that fire will keep going because you're just not living for good times. You're living for winning times so that you continuously win. So I want to keep that fire burning through all seasons, good and bad, meaning you got to understand life, that life is about uh, being a soldier of God. Life is about being an ambassador of God. Life is about being fruitful for God. And I keep my fire knowing that I have to sustain a certain level of maturity, a certain level of stewardship, a certain level of fervency in order for me to be successful. The, another way to keep your fire going is to live a fulfilling life, live fulfilled. I want to live full, but die empty. 
That's the way you think it. That's how you keep your fire. That's why my fire keeps going because I know there's still work to be done. There's still, I got to sustain a certain level of anointing so that I can be used to destroy certain yokes. See, the issue is we get comfortable in triumph seasons and we go from anointed to talented. We go from how Saul was, how Saul was anointed to be king, but lost his anointing because of disobedience. So when we understand that I have to sustain a certain level of anointing, a certain level of fire to help destroy yokes. And when you live a fulfilling life, you know there's continual yokes that needs to be destroyed. That's why I've got to keep my fire going so that y'all can feel it in these videos, so you can feel the anointing in these videos and that y'all yokes can be destroyed. So God can say, Josh, do a live right now. I took like a three hour, three and a half hour nap. That's how tired coach was. And God was like, do a live because I know that the living spirit in me is revved up to a place that when I'm used in my purpose, somebody's yoke is being destroyed right now through the anointing that's flowing through me. So that's how I sustain my fire, knowing that I got to keep the fire to make uh, make sure other people uh, uh, receive that same fire and breaks the yokes up off of them. So I hope that helped. Hope that answered your question. And, and Renee said, amen, preach. So thank y'all so much for watching. I pray this was a blessing. Uh, um, uh, uh, website information, check out my website, imunplugged.com for all books, card games, resources, tools. I have a book that I just wrote not, uh, last summer, I believe. Yeah, last fall called Counterfeit or Counterpart. A lot of you all who are dating, a lot of you all who are friends, a lot of you all who have decisions to make, this book will help you with discernment. So Counterfeit or Counterpart will help you discern whether this thing in your life is a counterfeit that you're trying to force fit or a counterpart, something that is supposed to play a part in your life. Also, other books for those who had dating questions, called, got a book called Dating Prep, and also you can get a card game that I've created for this uh, uh book will help you date God, date yourself so that you can be dateable and date the love of your life forever. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, The Purpose of Freedom is a good book. It helps you understand soul ties, helps you understand strongholds and how to be set free like that bird in the cage. God has set us free, but we have to fly in that freedom. Some people have been sitting in cages with the door open for so long and mad at God. When God said, I set you free years ago, you got to now fly in it. For those who are single or who desire to be whole, I got this book called The Purpose of Singleness. Are you whole are full of holes and I got some great resources coming up. I'm just going to put that little birdie in your ear. Got another book and some card games coming out that's going to be a blessing you all along these lines. So uh, I got more books. I got a children's book. I don't know what my other graphic. I got children's books. Um, that top book in the top right corner is a good book for kids. The red book's a book on spiritual warfare. And of course, my first book unplugged is not in that batch there. But I love you all. Get those books, card games, all that good stuff. Um, areas for you to give, support what me and my wife is doing in our schools and support what we're doing ministry-wise. You can help us with that financially. You can also join us on uh, Patreon for doers only. If you want to engage me in a coaching, uh, in coaching, you can uh, find ways to connect with me there. Or if you just need one-on-one coaching, go to my website under the coaching tab and submit me your budget. Let me know how I can help you this summer, all that good stuff. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time in the next video. Make sure you subscribe, comment, share, all that good stuff. Love y'all. Peace.